Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. Today, we're going to cover 10 ways to build any relationship. That's right, any relationship. There's 10 of them. And when I say build, I mean build. I mean this stuff doesn't happen overnight. Ten ways to build any relationship. You may think they're easy, but they're not. I mean, I'm going to read the list to you up front, but the bottom line is anything that's worth having takes a little bit of work. So, here we go. Listen without interrupting. Speak without accusing. Give without sparing. Confront without condemning. Answer without arguing. Share without pretending. Enjoy without complaining. Trust without wavering. Forgive without punishing. And number 10, promise without forgetting. You know, we may like things to happen fast, but when it comes down to people, expectations are always a problem. And, you know, what we expect we may never get in whole, and the parts that we get may never really be enough. We have to learn to be patient with those that are family members, loved ones, and co-workers. We can't keep pulling up the flowers to see how the roots are doing. And we can't count on others to do these things for us. So... We have to take the time to work on these things and model them ourselves. They require self-awareness, empathy, respect, kindness, and at times, yeah, the ability to be truthful with our own shortcomings. So let's take a look at these these 10 things and work through the process one at a time. For me... This podcast is almost like therapy because what I discovered is that more often than not, I have failed at many, if not all of them. Listen without interrupting. Now, there are five types of listening. One is ignoring, and sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it, but we are. Our mind is just in another place. Then you have pretend listening. Pretend listening, you kind of do that when you want to get off the phone with somebody, and they don't. Selective listening is kind of what you do with a two-year-old. 
I mean, if you listened to everything a two-year-old had to say to you, you'd go crazy. So you kind of wait for those blood-curdling screams, and then you pay attention. Then you have attentive listening, where you're attending, and you got a general picture, you know, about what the person is saying. But the big one is empathic listening. Empathic listening is when you listen with your mind, your body, your heart, your soul, your eyes, your ears. You're in that conversation, and you can feel their pain or feel their joy. Most people listen to respond, and they don't truly don't understand what another person is saying. Their minds can be on another planet that's buried under their own problems and headaches. They are always looking to get a word in and are always there with some type of advice or backyard psychology. They pretend and select only to connect to what is familiar to them. Good listeners have empathy and they can put themselves in the shoes of the speaker. They truly work to understand and can make every word that comes out of the mouth of the speaker the most important words they'll ever hear. The ability to listen and understand in an empathic way is so important to our children, our spouses, and loved ones, and for some reason, they always seem to get overlooked. We fight, we argue, we ignore sometimes those that are closest to us, and we want to appear, we want to, appear to be good listeners. Don't get me wrong especially to those that are casual acquaintances or maybe co-workers. Listen. Ha. Try and just listen to the people that are the closest to you and build a relationship with them first. Then, listening to others without interrupting will become part of who you are and it will become second nature. Number two, speak without accusing. What have you done now or not again? These are two phrases that we want to eliminate from our conversation. Now and again. It's almost like a candy bar, but in reality, what the person's communicating is not very sweet at all. The word now communicates that you're fed up with the persistent behavior that just aggravates and incites you to anger. And the word again communicates that I told you I didn't like what you said or did in the past. You just are not listening to me. Our words need to be seasoned with salt and spoken in a manner that shows the same patience that we, we would like have shown to us. Often the lack of patience that we have with ourselves is mirrored to others and we accuse them of a poor attitude when in reality it's us with the problem. People never do things without our permission. When we accuse someone of making us angry or upset, we've allowed it. This just gives us an excuse for our own poor attitude. Number three. Give without sparing. Can we ever give enough? I don't mean money. I mean time, love, and effort. At times, these things can mean more to a relationship than money. They also can be harder to give. You can give your son or daughter a $10 bill. 
but how about 10 minutes? You can say, I love you, but how about doing the dinner dishes? You can say, I'm proud of your performance, but how about being there to watch a game or an award ceremony? Yeah, at home and on the job or in life in general, talk is cheap and money is easier to give than our time, love, and effort. Going the extra mile on our job and not looking for something in return can be a tall order. But it can communicate to our employer and to others that we care. We are consistent and we don't cut corners. The next one is interesting. Confront without condemning. Everyone seems to fear confrontations. When in reality, confrontations, when done correctly, can reveal the truth and strengthen any relationship. The problem is we tend to set our boundaries in anger. So when a confrontation occurs, it usually turns into a verbal free-for-all, with words being spoken that do nothing but damage a relationship. Confrontations shouldn't divide people. They should bring them closer together. Families that have a confrontation and fights all the time could go years without speaking to each other. This creates such a gap that cousins, aunts, uncles, parents, and children become like the Hatfields and the McCoys, feuding their entire lives. The blame gets played, the, the, the blame gets placed on everyone and fears and everyone the blame gets placed on everyone and we all start to fear the next wedding or maybe the funeral because we're afraid of running into Uncle Charlie who we haven't spoken to since the argument that you had with him a long time ago. So let's speak the truth for sure but always leave enough space in the conversation for a disagreement. And when we do disagree, do it the right way, without holding, holding it in and ultimately holding a grudge. Remember, the worst conversations that we can have is the one that we think we had. You see, oftentimes we think we made our point, but we really didn't. And there's some anger or bitterness that's sitting, that's still sitting between two people. We've got to revisit old, converta old conversations from time to time to clarify expectations. And we shouldn't spread rumors and gossip amongst family members or co-workers. Always confront, but don't condemn. Answer without arguing. My dad owned a bar of which I spent a fair amount of time there talking to the customers. At 18, I started bartending there. I was taught never argue with a customer, for all the obvious reasons. On any given day, though, one customer would make a statement another would disagree with and an argument would break out. No one just answered a question. Oh, they did, but there always seemed to follow their answers with their point of view and let the other guy know just how dumb he was. Needless to say, some relationships were rather strained. In your home on the job, if, if a question gets asked, just answer it. There really is no reason to start an argument. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions, even your children. 
Often when a question is asked, our response might be, why are you asking this? Or you might say, why do you feel that way? Or you might hear, I told you before, which does nothing more than open a can of worms and starts an argument. Just answer the question and enjoy the conversation. This concludes the first segment of 10 Ways to Build Any Relationships. We'll be back at you in a few minutes. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and right now we are covering 10 ways to build any relationship. We've just gone over the first five, and I'll just briefly review them with you. Number one, listen without interrupting. Number two, speak without accusing. Number three, give without sparing. Number four, confront without arguing, confront without condemning, and number five, answer without arguing. Those are the first five. We're going to continue with the next five now, and they are share without pretending, enjoy without complaining, trust without wavering, forgive without punishing, and promise without forgetting. So let's take a look at these. And I think you're going to find that these next five are going to be very helpful. Number five, or number six, I should say. Share without pretending. Strings, oh, let me tell you, I've had them attached to me at times, but they are dreaded. They always seem to be attached to things we do for other people. We all try to share from the heart, but always feel slighted when the person we shared with doesn't reciprocate in some way, shape, or form. After all, I've done for you what I've done for you becomes the cry when we get fed up without getting nothing in return. All I've done for you, after all I've done for you, this is what people hear when they get nothing in return for what they have done for another person. Well, the good feelings we get from sharing should end there with no expectations attached. And this is hard, very hard, especially with our children. We share unceasingly only to find out in the later stages of our life our kids can't stand seeing our name light up in the caller ID of their phone. We pretended that there were no strings, but in reality, there were. And when we feel unappreciated, those strings are pulling on the wreckage of a broken heart. We can share our life on a job and then discover that the place that we worked can live without us or without, can live with us or without us. And we stand on the unemployment line. We can't fake it or pretend. 
but sharing with an open heart can make us very vulnerable. And we have to be ready to be real in the things that we share. The next one, enjoy without complaining. Have you ever been asked to go somewhere that you really didn't want to go? Or maybe you were asked to do something that really didn't, you really didn't want to do. Did you go? Or did you, did you do it? Did you, did you do it anyway? Sometimes we can go places where we don't want to go and we can make life miserable for the people that we're with. If you did what 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 if you did what was your attitude like when when while you were going or, or not going. See, if we go, we have to have the right attitude. But if we don't want to go, we're probably better off saying, I don't want to go. Often a wife will ask a husband to go or do things that he really doesn't want to do, but he does it. But it is done with such a rotten attitude that his wife wishes that he didn't go. When we do things, especially things, for another person, we should do our best to enjoy what we're doing and not complain about where we are or where we are going. Of course, if you don't want to do something, you should make it clear. Just make it crystal clear with a loving attitude and the reasons why we may not want to participate. While we're, do while we're doing and going, we shouldn't complain, but enjoy the time spent with our loved ones, friends, or colleagues. And this is a big one for me. If I get asked to do something and I really don't want to do it, usually I don't go. And I happen to have a very cooperative wife who says, okay, if you don't want to go, that's fine. But if I do go, I got to watch my attitude and make sure that I'm not, you know, projecting a bunch of negativity while I'm there or always pressuring my wife or my kids to leave. So the idea here is, is what we want to do is we want to make sure that we can enjoy where we are and who we're with. Trust without wavering. We can't trust someone that's not trustworthy. That person has previously previously provided us with all of the evidence to support our to support our belief, and he shouldn't be trusted. If we've been lied to in the past, it's it's extremely tough to trust others, especially those that we're in a relationship with. A good rule of thumb, though, is to trust until you have the evidence not to trust. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't look for it. But try not be suspicious. The suspicion can only lead to jealousy, which can have a damaging influence on any relationship. In the final analysis, the only person that we have control over is ourselves. So always be, always be a trustworthy person. And while we're doing this, we'll set a pretty good example for those around us, like our kids and maybe even some other adults. Forgive without punishing. We should all practice forgiveness, but how difficult is it to forget? Let's face it, unless we get amnesia, we're not going to forget when we have been wronged or slighted in a relationship. 
So to say that we should forgive and forget is something that is really unrealistic. What what is tr- what basically what's true forgiveness? True forgiveness is defined as completely release, releasing an offender from the ongoing consequences of their actions. When we say I accept your apology, we do so full well knowing that the thoughts of the person's actions will never leave our mind. We are the only one that is in charge of our own thoughts. Even after we forgive, we should always be aware that the temptation to keep revisiting the hurt only keeps punishing and repunishing our offender. If we've been offended by a family member, such as a spouse or our children, their presence will be a constant reminder of their actions. If we've been offended by our boss or co-worker, our time at work will be all that more difficult. Gaining control of our thoughts is the only way to practice forgiveness without punishing. And number 10, promise without forgetting. Promises, you see, need to be made very sparingly and should never be made without understanding all of the variables that are related to that promise. Our children and even our loved ones may hang on our words and count on the promises that we make. If we say we're going to do something and follow through with it, follow through with our actions, we will build tremendous respect and trust in the relationship that we have with our significant others. If we say if we say it sh- if we say it, we should do it. Bottom line, we should finish what we start. And we should be consistent. Consistency, by the way, is the hallmark to greatness. Doing the same thing over and over, and no one has to wonder what your answer is going to be or what your reaction is going to be in any given circumstance. You see, talk is cheap, and we should always remember what we say, because if we don't, others will, and they could be reminding us. That is 10 ways to build any relationship. My name is Jim Burns. I thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. This article is on my website at www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Please go there. Spend some time. You can take professional development courses there. You can buy products there that deal with anti-bullying, relationships, behavior management, and just how to overall become a better person. That website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com, and also check out my YouTube channel, at Anti-Bullying 101. You'll be glad you did. There's some terrific stuff there as well, videos, and you know on YouTube it's all free, and you'll enjoy it. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. And you have been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody.